0: Welcome to Well, This Sucks. This is a podcast about three friends, one of which is Danielle and us following her journey through breast cancer. Three friends,
1: two boobs, <laughs> one survivor. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And but also, today, we have okay. two other, adults.
0: Yeah. Other people's journey through breast cancer as well. And with us today is Lori Levine. We, Thanks yay. for joining us. Hello. welcome welcome yes. thank you thank you so much for being here and being open to share your story
2: my pleasure yeah. so and just real quick I'm just gonna say I'm Heather oh hi Heather I'm Tana and I'm Danielle that's all that's all just in right, case. right, right.
1: hello and yeah. this is our first survivor with us
2: I know thriver
1: yeah really yeah oh, well my fun. mom my mom as well yeah but yeah, like for sure yeah. You're I've yeah, number one. I'm the first new Yeah survivor.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yes. It's so. exciting. We're very honored to have you. Thank you so much for your willingness to come on yeah. and drive from Mar Vista what you've been through. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Um so I've I've I think we've
0: met once or twice before. I think maybe at Tony's house. Probably possibly. at Tony's. Oh Tony, <laughs> she's <laughs> been on the show. I think so, so you guys may remember we had an episode with Tony Campanella, and um, we spoke about... Motherhood. Motherhood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: What happens to your boobs? I what happens to your
0: boobs, your body, everything. Sweet your baby. life. baby. I oh, know. that The most gorgeous baby, Arlo. Arlo. Oh. That's my favorite baby. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> I used to work for Morena, who is your sister-in-law. Yes. Oh. Wow. And a very talented ceramic artist. Very. Yeah. The only reason Lori's on Instagram is <laughs> <So, like, laughs> <laughs> her beautiful ceramics. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was driving out actually for Tony's 30th birthday. We went to Joshua Tree and I drove out with Morena. Hey she's Morena. We keep talking. Hi, Morena. About What's Hi, up? Morena. Shout, out Morena. Morena. Shout out to Shout out. You better be listening to this episode. Um, She was asking how the <laughs> podcast is going and everything. And uh, she mentioned lori's experience and story with breast cancer and i i I obviously had no idea and again i've only met you once or twice right i think so um it was yeah it was very interesting and she said that you may be open to coming on and you just so happened to be open and
3: available and here you are yay yay so yeah (laughs) when
2: were you diagnosed with
3: breast cancer I was first diagnosed in April of 2003. It was, I was bleeding from both nipples. Yeah. And I thought it was just like sloppy chocolate drippings for like the longest time. Just on your boobs. I I was like, yeah, just (laughs) eating eating chocolate, sitting on the couch, (laughs) dribbling it all over myself.
2: That's literally, I would, that's what I would assume is the truth.
3: Yeah, I just thought that. And uh, one night... Uh, my brother was away and my sister-in-law was very pregnant and her, um, older child was like five and something, maybe close to six. And, um, she wanted to not stay just, she was so pregnant. She didn't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. So she invited me to come and spend the night there. And I had just bought a brand new white tank top and it was very cute to sleep in. (laughs) And, She didn't allow, or it might have been my brother actually who didn't allow, but one of them or both of them didn't allow food on the second floor. So I knew (laughs) that my shirt was clean when I went to bed and when I woke up, uh, there were brown stains, uh, where my breasts were. And I, so I, um, I got up. And I was disturbed. Mm-hmm. And I went into her bedroom and I said, I think I'm bleeding from my nipples. Oh, boy. Oof. And her face just, I mean, it, it, she was more afraid, I think, than I was. I was just kind of like, what's I'm not on? sure what's what happening. This, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know how long it had been going on because yeah, of ask. this. This. Right. Chocolate right. thing. I was just, it pretty frequent that you would notice? And no, I, and I don't think it was for very long. Yeah, but I I was sure that morning mm-hmm. that something was very wrong. Mm-hmm. So I um, I called my doctor. She was like, "You have to go to the doctor right now." So yeah. I I called the doctor on uh, my regular my uh, general practitioner, and I went there, and he was also like flabbergasted and said this is you know this is very bad but he said it's mm-hmm. very unlikely that you have developed breast cancer in both of your breasts simultaneously mm-hmm. it's just not yeah doesn't happen that not often common, yeah so i you thought said, okay well that's i guess that's good. comforting right. right
2: but you're bleeding from both nipples
3: yeah. right so that wasn't necessarily comforting. Right. I mean, I mean, it was basically he was basically saying it's like winning the lottery in okay. terms of of um, likelihood. Right. right. Okay. Well, that's you know I, I don't know. I wasn't so sure that it wasn't happening. Anyway, uh, I was sent to the um, radiologist, and uh, they did a mammogram and they couldn't see anything. Oh wow. Wow but they said because i guess what had happened was i had um cysts had developed in my milk ducts mm-hmm. and they were more or less growing and growing and then kind of pushing against each other and they had caused this bleeding mm-hmm. so pushing they basically said um that in order for it not to become cancer i should have the milk ducts removed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they were like, okay, this is has to happen, and it needs to happen soon. So I, I don't know uh, how many days. It wasn't that long, actually. Before, it must have been a week, a couple of weeks, and I had the surgery. Wow. And uh, so, does, what uh, surgery did you have? Well, they were, I guess, what you could call lumpectomies. Okay. They were, um, they lift your they cut around your nipple they lift it up they take the stuff in the middle out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then sew it back
0: up the nipple still it was on Yeah, yeah yeah
3: there wasn't any they didn't take anything and but then uh a couple of days well i guess it was like i think i had the surgery on a thursday and on monday uh the surgeon called me and he said you in one of your breasts you have pre-cancer mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that meant and mm-hmm. it sounded bad, but he was like- It didn't sound good. He yeah. said, it's not cancer. <laughs> but he said, but you, now you're gonna, once the, once you have this, you're gonna be on an oncology like track basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So I was like, okay, so that was my old life and this is my yep. new life yep. oh, Yeah. and oh, so the first thing was that I had to go back and have them clear the margins because they hadn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Because they were just taking out the milk ducts, and they didn't think that there was anything there. And then it turned out that I guess there was whatever this pre-cancer okay. was, it was further than the milk ducts. So they were. Huh. They had to go back. Now, they didn't do
0: any testing, like a biopsy? Yeah. Or- a biopsy,
3: yeah, for any other
0: tissue within the breast because they did the mammoth mammogram and they didn't see anything else? I,
3: you know, I don't really know. I, I think so. I don't remember. It's possible that I had a, I mean, it's, there's been so much breast cancer stuff that's happened between now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many surgeries and so many, I I don't really remember, but, um, I know they did this thing called a ductogram, Mm -hmm. which was two, just the most awful. It's like they put a needle oh, into no. your, yeah, it's, oh it's, God. it's super oh, awful. I'm sorry. And I, I fainted, yes. which, you know, I mean, now looking back on it, I kind of make sense yeah. to me, I would have definitely fainted. <laughs> but I was like, this is, I just had never experienced anything like that. And so they were looking to see, I think as much as they could where things mm-hmm. might be anyway, they, I had a surgery a second surgery about 10 days later to to, clear the margins to clear the margins Uh and then i met my oncologist and the oncologist said there's really he said you don't have pre-cancer you have stage zero cancer okay which is which is basically this was ductal carcinoma in Mm -hmm. situ Mm -hmm. it's not spread Mm -hmm. um and so we don't think that there's any reason for you to do chemo but we would like uh for you to do radiation and we want to give you a drug to take for five years tamoxifen yep
2: Mm -hmm. oh wow that's what i'm on
3: uh that was the next set of things and i had radiation for it actually ended up being eight weeks that was pretty awful actually I guess. What are the
2: symptoms side effects? G- side effects. Sorry, of radiation. How did? You- well, the
3: uh, one of the things that happens is that you get very tired, mm-hmm. fatigue. But just because, well, partly it's going to the same place every day for. Did you get burns? But I, but I specifically, my skin is very light mm-hmm. and very sensitive and mm-hmm. i got burned very badly. Oh, now of course this is 2003. Right. Radiation is not the same as it was then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's not like a million years ago but it's enough long ago so that mm-hmm. they've made advances and it's And that was you had the radiation in bro- both breasts? No, just just, one. just the left. The that left. was the one that they found the cancer okay. in. that's gotcha. a bad boob. Yeah.
1: Mine's the left Yours one too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. My mom had radiation um, as well and it was geez I don't even like in the late 90s mid 90s oh, oh. she surprisingly is very fair skin too and she just she didn't get burned which did she thought have, was very did you have
3: large breasts no okay so it, th- I think that's where the um it was the largeness of my breasts mm, that made this area yeah and also the fact that um my breast tissue was also touching my skin. skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I guess the way that they have it set up is that the, the radiation is supposed to go only on the inside
2: of your breast,
3: Mm -hmm. not on the outside. Mm -hmm. So that's how it, but if you've got skin touching skin, it has no idea which Mm -hmm. is breast and which is skin and which is Hmm. nothing. So, um, yeah, they had to stop it twice. Oh boy. It was really...
1: It was r- it was
3: rough. Sorry, was you said rough. eight months. No, it was eight weeks. Eight weeks.
1: Did you go every day or mm-hmm.
3: every day? well Monday Monday through Friday? Wow, yeah, that's really yeah you radiation. had the week. Yeah, the, weekend, go, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, you have on. to go every yeah. day. Oh my God, people
1: don't know that about radiation. I feel like a lot of people don't know yeah. that about radiation is that it's like it's like a daily thing. Yeah, I versus did. chemo where you would
3: mm-hmm.
1: weekly, every three weeks, radiation's more intense. Wow, you,
3: you don't have to be there at the hospital for very long. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, you kind of get to know the people that are, <laughs> cause we're, it's if you're, job. if you're on yeah. a schedule, then, you know, you're, if you, mine was at like 20 of five, I think it was like the latest appointment of the day, but mm-hmm. there were other people in the waiting room that were there, you know, for the, there was actually two rooms in the hospital, two, um, radiation rooms, um, in the hospital that I was in it was, what was the hospital? Was it Providence St. Joseph? It, it's in a Burbank. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And because are you from Los Angeles? No, from New York. New York. Okay, right. Yes, Brooklyn. But I, <laughs> but, I but I but I've lived in LA now for a, a long time, more than well, twenty years this year actually. Oh my right. gosh! Happy anniversary! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Although I've been in California a lot longer. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes, I lived in Northern California. Lived in Santa Barbara. Lived all Mm. around. Yeah, Santa was just in Santa Santa Barbara. Barbara. I am a California girl. Cool. (laughs) Nice. All right, but Burbank. I lived in the Valley when I was diagnosed. Okay. So all of my doctors and my surgeon and the hospitals and everything was in the the Valley and uh so um at the end of radiation i started the tamoxifen after i actually didn't have much of a reaction i've heard that some people do (sighs) react i get hot flashes Oh, well, yes, there's there's That's that. It. Yeah. But I figured Nothing that bad. was pretty no. yeah. mm-hmm. okay for, mm-hmm. you know,
1: I'd take it over any other. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I thought that Side was effects. that was um, reasonable. It was supposed to be taken for five years. And I went every year for my mammogram
0: mm-hmm.
3: or six months. I'm not sure. Uh, it was right before five years and i went to have a mammogram and they saw the exact same configuration oh. i guess the radiologist just said it looked like a lightning bolt mm. and it was about 10 centimeters. Mm. and it, she basically said this is a recurrence okay Boy. huh and i don't remember anything that she said after that right. i was Obviously, completely yeah. in a fog yeah right and She said you should get a, I remember her saying you should get a, next thing to do is get a surgeon. So I kind of wandered out to my car and I was like, "Uh, I don't know what to do now. And so I went back in and I said, I know that I just left and the radiologist probably is busy now, but I don't know what she said. Yeah. And I need yeah. for, to speak to her. Yeah. Cause I was just like, you know, days. what yeah. just, what? <laughs> what just happened? It also like, feels weird. Like you need to do this. Yeah. Like, no, See not like him. I'm going
1: to recommend you to somebody. Yeah. Like,
3: well, and it was That's before so there bizarre. wasn't a biopsy. It was just, she was like, Oh, this is a this recurrence. Is I mean, she right. just knew from yeah. looking at it that it was a recurrence. recurrence. And I, okay. I just was uh, completely unprepared yeah. for that kind of suddenly this information. Right. I, you know, uh, yeah, that was pretty awful. Yeah. Oh. And uh well and also the protocol for uh recurrence of DCIS mm-hmm. is mastectomy. So that is the protocol. That's what they do. Huh. There's no Yeah, they just are like, well, it's you did all these things. You did right. the radiation, you it took the back, drugs, right. you right. you know, you uh we removed the lump and now it's back. So It came back anyway. It came back anyway. Does so that mean that it's, di-
2: that's not necessarily, so then it's not necessarily
3: estrogen fed? Can oh, I, yes, you know? this was. Oh, okay. okay. De- yes, definitely. Yeah. But the tamoxifen didn't, as far as they were concerned, the tamoxifen didn't work.
1: It also, it'll last only so long. And yeah. in, in different people, it lasts
3: different, different amounts different. of time. And you said that was
0: five years? Yeah, right at your Five years, too. It was a-
3: almost five. I hadn't but made it to five years, but it was almost. How often did they check you? You
1: are going every six months or a month for a mammogram? I mean, every year, sorry.
3: Um, I think it was probably every six months. And I saw my oncologist every, I think I probably by the, towards the end of the, or towards five years, it was getting to be a little bit wider. He mm-hmm. liked to see me every four months and then it was probably grew to six. But of course, once everything started up again, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw him all the time um, so I had to go back to the surgeon. It was the same surgeon who I really liked. Okay. And, um, he said, well, you know, this is what we do Uh take your breast off. So Mm -hmm. I had tried to figure out how I was going to deal with that. It just seemed, you know, it was like, but it's stage, I just couldn't understand, like, if it was such a, it was such an early stage, why did they, why was it such a drastic, drastic
2: mm-hmm. surgery? Yeah. But they did explain it is
3: well. That's just protocol. What, I, with yeah, that's just recurrence with, yeah, of DCIS. Yeah, yeah. Do
2: we know if that's still the protocol?
3: Do I, you know? Do I you, don't know, but I th- yeah. I think it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, the whole
1: point of surgery is to prevent it from spreading, right? And the best way to prevent it from spreading is to take off your breasts, right? Yeah.
0: So, so wow, you.
3: So I had to figure Dealer out all how that. I was going
0: to do that. And and they did prior, recommend yeah. just the left breast be removed or did they
3: recommend a double mastectomy? Nobody recommended a double Any? mastectomy. Okay. My, I actually, to be honest, since then, there's been so many people who have been flabbergasted that I didn't have both breasts taken off. Oh. Um, that it's, it's shocking to me. My doctor was never like, "Okay, you have a pair. Mm-hmm. they cause. You know, this is. There was nothing wrong with my right breast, and even and even though it was estrogen fueled cancer, there. I don't know. Nobody ever said it's, you you should. It's very
0: bizarre. It's very that they unlikely. They didn't Just from what I've read, it's very unlikely to get breast cancer in the other mm-hmm. breast once you have it in the other one.
3: Huh. Okay. So that's the rest of my story. <laughs> so they took my breast off and that nice. was horrible. Okay. So now I was 42 when I was diagnosed. So now I'm 47. I don't know if you guys want to hear about the surgery or what happened with that. It was just the most I horrible thing okay ever. I mean, I'm so glad now that I didn't have my other breast removed At because the, it was mm-hmm. so traumatic. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about
2: how my breasts define me as a woman until really Danielle's mm-hmm. diagnosis kind of yeah. made me think about it. Yeah, you know? we initially like, thought like uh, I was going to take com- pick them off. Like, yeah. You know, did that situation kind of like force you to examine like, whoa, wait, losing my breast.
3: Emotionally, how did it make you I feel? never had thought about... M- myself as being particularly vain. Mm. And so it was shocking to me the way that I felt. It wasn't so much before as it was after that Mm -hmm. it was devastating.
1: Yeah, you weren't ready for you thought you were ready for it. And I
3: didn't realize that your body is like with you all the time and you're used to the way that it looks. Mm -hmm. And even if you're you have shame about a part of it, it's still yours. Mm -hmm. And and that, you know, I didn't realize that having it removed was going to be such a huge loss to me. Mm. And I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course there's, you know, a mastectomy, you have tissue and other stuff. There's all this fluid and things that have to come out. Mm -hmm. So I did have a skin sparing mastectomy, um, so that they could do, uh, an implant. Okay.
0: That means the nipple areola and breast tissue are removed while the skin on top of the breast is left untouched.
3: Right. And they had some on the bottom too. My breasts were rather large and I, so they were able to take the material in the middle out and leave the top and the bottom. And what they do is they put, um, a tissue expander Mm -hmm.
0: to have reconstructed.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was what they gave me. And then, um, But it's like, nobody tells you, I guess, you know, that you can't sit up Mm. for days. I mean, you have literally no strength in your, in your, in your back or your arms. I mean, it's, it's really serious Mm -hmm. and they don't, they keep you only overnight. Oh my gosh. So uh, I'm sorry to like interrupt you. What was your support system like? Well, my, my mother came Mm -hmm. from New York to stay with me, um, for two weeks I mean, at first I thought, you know, okay, so it's a surgery, and I've had surgery before, and it's not that big of a deal. But then people started to say, "Oh, oh, oh, you have no idea; you're not going to be able to do stuff on your own." Who
0: are these people? Had they been through a mastectomy? I,
3: you know, I, I definitely was research. on the internet. I mm-hmm. read about it. I asked, you know, anybody that, but mostly I was on the breastcancer.org dot org site, mm-hmm. and that was really a tremendous amount of information. Yeah. And they were just like you have to bite the bullet and have somebody with you Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do it on your own yeah and not just like lifting a fork but like you know even opening the refrigerator you know is heavy no strength yeah i mean you just anyway um so that was uh pretty intense although she came and it was great it was great having her there and i i did have to have her, I mean, I, what I couldn't do, like I could, once I laid down in, in the bed to go to sleep, that was it. I was there and I had to get up to go to the bathroom and I, there was Mm -hmm. literally no, I couldn't maneuver my body into a way to do that. Mm -hmm. So I had to call her, even though she was in the other room, Mm -hmm. I had to call her on the phone and she came and she got me and she helped me Mm -hmm. sit up. And I mean, it doesn't take that long before you start to be, better and yeah. able mm-hmm. to do that but the first the first two days I really wanted to die it's so it's mm-hmm. so hard when you're helpless like that I yeah I just it it was it was devastating mm. and and also I had a very weird plastic surgeon who told me when he put the tissue expander in that it was Was more beautiful than my breast was. (gasps) How dare you? Okay, so this is right. This is right after the surgery. Maybe he was like trying to make you feel better. Like, like, oh, this is better. better. Not that way.
1: Upgrade. Yeah, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. No, no, no. I I, I know. You know. And I think he. I think he. I think the
3: way that he thought of himself was, I'm an artist, Mm -hmm, and I do this amazing. I'm going to give you this breast that you're just going to. But that. And of course, I was like. I thought, well, I don't know what the tissue expander looked like. You get sort of strapped in. Right. You're not allowed to shower, do anything for two weeks. Wow. And well, I washed, yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't have water yeah, yeah, cascading yeah. over yeah. me or whatever. So then they sent a nurse. Uh, the nurse actually came a couple of times to take my blood pressure and just to make sure that I was, you know, getting better, I guess. Came to Did your you house. have a,
1: what was it? My mom had like a, it was like a sack or something with the draining drain a
3: a drain yeah Yeah. Yeah. and we had to actually my mom thank god my mom was there because i could barely look at it you have to um pour it into a measuring Mm -hmm. cup. my mom talked about that
1: i would measure take the notes for her
3: and that's what she did she was like okay so it's this amount of millimeters and Mm -hmm. then the and the milliliters and then the next day i don't know how i wasn't grossed out by it i was
1: like in the fourth grade too
2: (laughs) i don't think you get grossed out easily Uh.
1: No. I think about it now and I'm like, oh man, that would have grown. Because you're me. like excited about taking
2: death. I was yeah. like, I'm
1: taking the
3: notes. Yeah, I and have also- an important job to right, do. Yeah. Right, right. Danielle I think- was like
1: 10 when she did that.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow, me. that's young. I
1: didn't know what was going on. Nah. I feel like I didn't, that's true. I didn't understand it all.
3: But yeah,
2: anyways. So your mother was there and she was helping you drain the fluum. Yeah, and I didn't support.
3: know that I was supposed to rest. You know, because most of the time people say after surgery, it's like get up and walk move and around. you know, no, you move around your body around. heal. And the amount was of the stuff that I was draining was increasing. Oh. Because you and weren't I- because I wasn't resting oh. and I didn't know that I was supposed to I thought well if I can walk didn't tell then you. I can walk I can yeah. walk mm-hmm. this is this is pretty good yeah. so my body will tell me right and mm. I and I was I mean I was tired but it kind of felt good to be outside and to be walking around and when I came to see uh the plastic surgeon he like freaked out mm. he was like what made you think that you were supposed to be up and doing things is a major uh, because surgeon. you didn't tell me mister
1: yes and your beautiful so, expander geez <laughs> louise but, yeah did he make Sorry. you
3: feel ashamed like you messed up or like was he 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 definitely was not an advocate or a friend yeah of the right. breast cancer you right. know what population bis- he he i think that his the people that he worked on mostly were people who were having breast right. augmentation Elective. and mm-hmm. you know who who wanted to have more beautiful breasts and that's what he did he was a referral from your doctor or yeah he was in my i was i have an hmo and okay. he was in my network yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it never occurred to me that he was not a nice yeah doctor right. well, yeah, I you, just just was, you know i just I'm, i don't know any other plastic surgeon and i didn't know any other way um of I didn't know that how he behaved was not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they sent the nurse, and um, I w- was able to, to because the nurse was there. I was able to take off this um,
2: binding oh. that I that I yeah. had,
3: and my what was my breast looked like Frankenstein's monster. Oh. It was oh. black. That's jarring. Uh, you saw it. Well, yeah, because yeah. I I was ready to have my first shower. Oh boy! And of course, the doctor had said it looked really good, so I was kind of like in my head. I don't know why, but I I really didn't have a realistic thought process about mm-hmm. what it might look like. Yeah,
1: I feel like even if you did, that's still
3: I, that would be so jarring. jarring
2: yeah incredibly like even if you were it's yeah it seems like some sometimes doctors
1: he didn't prepare you like it's gonna be really bruised and it's gonna not look pretty Mm -hmm. he was like this is more beautiful than your og
3: don't know how to set your expectations and yeah and i didn't i mean i'd never seen anybody i mean he had shown me pictures of like final you know what a reconstructed breast looks like more or less and I didn't have any idea that we were very far from that, mm-hmm. yeah. that I was going to be seeing something that was not remote, was, was at the very earliest stages of being created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I, I totally swooned. I, th- you know, I, luckily my mother had bought me a bench to sit on mm-hmm. in the shower, which mm-hmm. was like Mart. so yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah and so instead of fainting i just kind of like pushed my head kind of pushed against the the shower but the, <gasps> but the because the nurse was there i didn't hit my head or whatever oh she was like cuz i just yeah. you know immediately f- f- i faint anyway but oh, you know yeah <laughs> there's a pattern like, yeah, uh, a, <laughs> co- <laughs> a couple of uh, you know t- little drastic things but the way i thought about it was that like the next day it didn't get worse and it didn't get worse the day after that and if, and so i started to get used to it mm-hmm. it was it was awful to begin with mm-hmm. but now it was part of me and i started to come to some form of acceptance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then of course i had all the surgeries of the reconstruction, the reconstruction which is what's the time span with that the whole thing took 2 years
2: Wow. Oh That's God. such a long there time. were
3: seven surgeries, I think. Wow. I Just even for had, one reco- I had no to, idea. To reconstruct the one breast? To reconstruct the one breast. So this is what they do is okay, so you have one surgery for the tissue the to remove the, the cancer. The to remove the cancer oh. and they put the tissue expander in. Then mm-hmm. you have a surgery to um take the tissue expander out and put the implant mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm um and then they want to make you a nipple because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a breast i mean it it's is that elective because i feel like i've seen women
1: um without tattoos yeah with yeah. the tattoos all
3: of it is elective oh, okay mm-hmm. you do yes, not yes, yes. have to do yeah. anything yeah, yeah. You, you can, can just say take the spect- my breast yeah. off one breast and just leave it yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no there's no uh Yeah, there's nobody said this is how you have to do it. Mm -hmm. I just, they had this one surgery where they take the fat of your stomach Mm -hmm. and they move it up. Yeah. And they create a breast out of your, basically, your skin and your cells. Is
0: that
1: what the Mm. Kardashians
0: do?
3: I. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I thought you You said, Are you saying this is what they do or are you asking her? No, that's what they do. Oh, okay.
0: It is. Like to it the is. butts. I mean, I was kind of asking, but Tum- that is what they do. Tum
1: to butt? Is that
0: they take their fat and put and, it in other places because they do that to their hips and their butt too, but to your breasts as well. Whoa. Yeah,
3: it's a and it's take they it's that's what hours. they said. They I were know, like, right. Oh, and you get to have a tummy tuck at the same time. Right. And I was like, Okay, that, a ten hour surgery? No. Oh. Yeah. Because I like that's that they, I mean, yeah. I like that they presented like, Lucky you yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, two for you, one.
3: Yeah, and, and then the they're tummy- like, It's
1: ten hours long. And you're just like, Oh wow. Yeah,
3: that that was um I mean just thinking about the general anesthesia just thinking about somebody working
1: on you for 10, sorry. thinking about somebody working on you for 10 hours straight as like, I wouldn't trust somebody to not be fatigued and tired and mess up. Like do they switch off? They don't like it's so.
0: And just the amount
1: of ooh. trauma your body goes through with that.
0: With Just all to the be, moving parts, just to so. be
3: staying under for that length yeah. of time is just so, I yeah. just, I couldn't, um, it was funny. I did at, by that time I knew, uh, other people who had cancer. I was hanging out with a with a group of women that we walked on Saturdays oh. at the beach. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, they were in ver- We were all in various stages mm-hmm. of illness. And how did you meet them? Um, it was a uh, a group that was on. Uh, well, I guess it started. Um, there was a woman who belonged to this group. It was called Team Survivor. Mm-hmm. And I had contacted them to find out how, what they did. And it was, they had programs. Resources, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. you could swim at the YWCA and you could, for free. Yeah. And there, were, there were all sorts of things that they, that they did. And um, they hooked me up with two other women who wanted to walk um, we would meet at shutters mm-hmm. on Pico mm-hmm. and so then cool. and mm-hmm. walk to Venice and turn around and walk back. Amazing. And we did it for a long time. So by that time, I knew other people who had done different, th- like that was the surgery that my friend Diane wanted to have was the tummy tuck mm-hmm. one. And uh, she just thought it was the great, it was like the greatest yeah. thing that mm-hmm. ever. It's not for everybody, but yeah. And I, th- I think people. part of the reason was that because it's your own tissue when mm-hmm. you gain weight or lose weight, it, ex- it grows and, hmm. you know, yeah. uh, contracts with you mm-hmm. so that it's more natural. I guess that was the, Yeah. yeah. to
0: Versus me. Versus like an implant that's yeah, going to be the same size. Right, exactly. Yeah.
3: Um, but I wasn't interested in that. I wanted less hours mm-hmm. of surgery. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, th- the thing was about my, uh, my breast skin um, it looked really good, but it was very damaged from the radiation. So yeah. what he dis- what the, he said he was going to do was to take a piece of my areola my on my right breast mm-hmm. and make it into a nipple on my wow. left. And then he was going to attach that. So I don't know. I wasn't really sure that I needed to have it, but I don't know. It just seemed like that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't thinking about whether or not I needed it. It just, and it turned out that. It needed a nipple? Needed like, a nipple, yeah. yeah, for it to look, yeah. you know, did I need it to look exactly like. Right. I mean, it wasn't going to look like my other breast anyway, but, but closer um, to it. Closer, mm-hmm. more like a breast, yeah. I guess. But um, the skin was so damaged that the, the, um, the nipple melt, basically melted into my skin. Wow!
0: Whoa. So he had done that. He had already taken taken the nipple.
3: He had taken some portion of, to make a nipple make, on the other side, uh-huh. and then it, it, it just wasn't the yeah, skin wasn't taking the skin uh-huh. wasn't just skin. It was the burned, radiation. you know, radiated mm-hmm. skin it was scar tissue. And mm-hmm. even though it lo- it came back looking very clear it was clearly not the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. yeah so was that disappointing um yeah that was disappointing but then it formed a separ like it started to form a separation so that there was air getting into <sighs> the implant oh my god so i had to go back to have that sewn so that was like another and wow. and they do it like a surgery it's you know all the you can't be awake mm-hmm. while they're sewing your breasts. Yeah. So, um, oh boy, uh, there was that. And then I wanted, my breasts were very large. They had made my, I mean, they expanded it as big as they could they make could, it, yeah. but the difference between my right breast and my left breast was very big. hmm and it hurt sort of to sit mm-hmm. and just i mean i couldn't there was a broad i didn't really know what to do yeah. it yeah. was equilibrium was thrown it off. was very uncomfortable and so um i decided that i was going to have my right breast uh Reduce? Reduced. Reduced. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, and also lifted, which I was kind of excited about. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't
1: want the tummy tuck, but
3: you can, yeah, you <laughs> can lift my, You can lift It's not 10 hours, right? <laughs> it didn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was another surgery. surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's basically like, they don't want you to do it more than every couple of months. Yeah. You need so to have your body you, you know, recover. Right. So you've mm-hmm. got, Absolutely. anyway, it ended up being, uh, took until 2010,
1: so it was like two years, you said. Or- yeah, it
3: was. It was um, my mastectomy was in March of 2008, mm-hmm. and I had my breast reduced and lifted in January of 2010. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the meantime, though, oh, yeah, one of the things that tamoxifen does is it makes your period very light because I don't get a period. Okay,
1: so it, but I'm on ovar- ovarian suppressant as well, so it's like faking my body into. Okay, menopause. so
3: so you tamoxifen takes you a certain amount of the way, mm-hmm. and then you have something that takes yeah. you the rest. Um, I have always had terrible periods all my life, tremendous bleeding, tons of pain, sometimes mm-hmm. four full days. That's uh, me too. Of being yeah. on the couch or you know whatever, and because I had had this bunch of years. Of not having to deal with it that much. Mm-hmm. When it came back, oh. it was I mean it with a vengeance. It was oh. yeah, it was torrential. And I had already been through a lot. Yeah. It was so much to manage emotionally, trying to figure out how to yeah. stop the blood from just it just felt like it was everywhere and I would yeah. bleed through my clothes through and she- to sheets. It, it was just I mean, I even still- just walking around. Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. Oh, I still bleed through my clothes and I don't, you know, it's, that's, just, uh, that's just a just regular. Like, I'm just a regular. I'm, you know, I'm surprised.
1: Well, okay. I guess that you weren't on any hormone therapy because they had given you the mastectomy.
3: Okay. Right. There was nothing, no treatment after mm-hmm. they just figure cancer recurred, get the breast off mm-hmm. and you'll be fine.
1: Okay. Well, or not even chemo. I was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of well, like,
3: if I would have
1: been eligible for surgery they were they were talking about having chemo or radiation after right i don't recall but, Do you guys recall um when i don't know or, the, or
3: but after yeah
0: but yeah it, but was, it wasn't
1: an option because it had spread yeah yeah and
0: you had dcis and stage zero so
3: that was that was the mm-hmm. thing they knew that it and it hadn't spread so they weren't worried about uh it getting any place else or them having to kill cells that might have you know yeah. jumped someplace or mm-hmm. whatever there wasn't there oh, yeah. wasn't now
1: i remember it would have been chemo before to shrink it and then mm-hmm. surgery and then so surgery it to it away from like the skin to, yeah. yeah to remove it yeah. oh, sorry Right. Just, right yeah. no
3: that's what the radiation is supposed to do mm-hmm. is, yeah, yeah okay. make the tumor smaller if yeah. you can not mm-hmm. yeah and then it's easier to take out um so during this time so i was basically bleeding everywhere and totally freaking out. And I went to see the gynecologist and I said, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't have, you know, half of my month is mm-hmm. like bleeding. ruined. Yeah. And I was starting to get my period like more often than wow. just once a month mm-hmm. and then it would last for longer. And yeah. I just was really starting to lose my shit. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. And so I said, what can we do? And he said, really, the only thing we can do is take it out.
1: Wow. oophorectomy
3: yeah Wow. so i was like okay let's let's do it i'm mm-hmm. not using it you know yeah. let's get this thing so i went to my oncologist and i said i'm gonna have my my uterus removed and he said well while you're in there have your ovaries removed oh, too okay. mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. definitely decrease your risk of um cancer an- another mm-hmm. Because it estrogen is estrogen fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. fed cancer. Did you ever have genetic testing? I I didn't. Okay. But the reason I didn't was because it cost three thousand dollars, and if you don't have a medical history, they basically
1: they just they, they just
3: said, you know, if you want to know this information, gotcha. you're gonna have to pay for it yourself. And mm. I it didn't make any sense to me really. I had already my cancer had already recurred. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like they were gonna tell me, oh, you have this. Genetic thing, and I was going to go. Oh well, mm-hmm. now I. Yeah. It, it just didn't seem. There wasn't any reason for me to spend three thousand yeah, dollars finding out that I. I had. didn't know it was that expensive. If you didn't mm-hmm. have a. Yeah, well If you
2: to, if you have to get like a full panel done because they don't know where to. What locate. to test for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did specifically test for things in mine. Yeah. I th-
3: I think that now it's easier to get mm-hmm. than the. Yeah. The insurance companies were just they weren't interested. Um, and I, you know, it didn't really matter to me, but I did have, so I had a surgery of mm-hmm. having my uterus removed and my ovaries removed.
1: What's it oh. called, Tana, when you have, is it hysterectomy or no?
0: It's called total, it's total, hysterectomy. total hysterectomy. Yeah.
1: That's when you take
0: the uterus and the, the, the cervix and the ovaries.
3: Yeah. Whoa. And that, so that was intense I bet. and another surgery, which I hadn't expected, but this one kind of, it did, it was big quality of life improvement Ugh. i have to say wow. i was i was, it was worth f- it it was it was painful yeah. but um my life improved hugely wow. just not having to and i was you know i was menopausal so there were you know side effects mm-hmm. um okay so here's the the next part so
1: there's so many chapters to this story
3: yeah, oh, yeah i'm please. so sorry no. No. no thank you for no. sharing oh, this we appreciate it um Okay, so the next part is so I have a, a mammogram on my right breast every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two years later, June or July two thousand twelve, I go to have my mammogram and the radiologist wants to see me. So oh my gosh. I oh my sit God. and I wait and she comes out and she says, I found something no. and I think it's cancer. You're gonna need to have a biopsy this is now okay so this is I took off my left breast and I left my right breast oops so now I oh. maybe have cancer in my right breast and this was after you already had the full hysterectomy yes it was three years later mm-hmm. right because it was estrogen fueled it was likely to have formed before the before the before that mm-hmm. yeah and maybe and like
1: you were bleeding so much so like I can't imagine what your hormone levels were like. At that time, right? Like, did you have endometriosis or fibrosis or anything like
0: I that? I did have,
3: I did have fibroid. Yeah, I did have um, fibroids, and they had taken them out, but they grew back. Yeah. I didn't know that they grow back. But they, if you have them, they can grow back. So that was, yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago. Okay, but I did. It was an estrogen festival, basically, yeah. from start to finish. They sent me to have biopsy. A, a biopsy. Mm-hmm. The biopsy came back HER2 positive. Wow. Oh, man. Put me in a, just a totally new mm-hmm. category. Yep. You know, that was previously stage zero. Now, actually, this was caught very early. It was very tiny. Tumor in your right breast? The tumor
2: in my right breast. Mm-hmm. No, I know we've gone over this before. Mm-hmm. And because it's all so complex, it's difficult to... Retain the information because mm-hmm. I know that Danielle was her two negative, negative, and that was like a big relief. Yeah, well, the her two positive is so
0: rare as well, right? One in yeah a, of and every five breast cancers.
2: I want to remember what is her two. I know it's a protein. I think it's just harder to and it treat. It's
3: super aggressive. H, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, HER two positive breast cancer is a breast cancer that tests positive for a protein called human epidermal growth factor receptor two. Which promotes the growth of cancer. Cells. So it makes so it grow faster. grows faster. Yes.
1: Oi. I don't know why I keep saying oi. Like,
0: because
2: it's, it's, such a just, it's such an incredible whirlwind, and you've done so many steps to fight it off, and it keeps coming back. And I'm so sorry. You are yeah. thank you. a fighter, man. <laughs> so I just, strong. I admire you to so be able mm-hmm. to tell thank us all this. Yes. And thank you. Yes. So and please keep going Yeah. yeah the, okay. So, on so on the, the, see.
3: the next thing was that, um, so I had the biopsy and they told me it was her 2 and I had to have a lumpectomy mm. so that they could clear the margins. Same story. Although it was a little bit more involved surgery. There's a, I'm not exactly sure, but they had to measure things and it was an angle and I, there were needles and all sorts of crazy stuff. It was very, it was uncomfortable. did Did anyone
2: ever say like hey you know what let's just or did you you consider too or right
3: the the thing that's kind of funny is i i went to see the surgeon and i thought he was going to tell me that i should have my breast removed i had been through the mastectomy and i knew Mm -hmm. that i didn't ever want to do that again i mean Mm -hmm. if if i have to if it's a choice between life and death right sign me up but if there's an alternative but if i don't have to Mm -hmm. uh -uh. uh-uh. so when i went to the surgeon the surgeon said to me I don't want to take your breast off and I said I don't want you to take my <laughs> breast off and the two of us were so happy yeah we <laughs> like oh good okay so we were on the same page I was so worried that he wasn't gonna be okay I get it with me saying because of chemo
1: I'm like I would I don't want to I don't ever want to go through that again yeah it's and just, it's like unless I absolutely like you're gonna be like you're gonna die unless you like mm-hmm. any other option would be ideal so I can relate to that that understand. makes sense. Yeah.
3: For both, it turned out that they got the whole cancer in the biopsy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when I had the lumpectomy, <laughs> right. there was no cancer. What? what? And that was
0: crazy. But they went to something, to something actually like good do happened? the lumpectomy without doing another like
3: imaging to no, see. Well, no, they they knew where it was, and so they went to clear the margins around what they had found and where it was. And that was what all the measuring was, I think, hmm. just to you know. Yeah. It turned out there was no cancer in the left behind in the lumpectomy. No
1: cancer. Left because behind. of the
3: biopsy taking such a huge sample. Yeah. Wow. But it took and it was the so. Whole long thing? It, wow. took, it took the whole thing. Well, which was That's, I was a little bit pissed off because <laughs> I <I'd laughs> had this yeah. lumpectomy surgery that was really sucky. Yeah. Right. And I would have really preferred to not I'd have to do that, yeah. do that. but. I was like okay oh, it's, right. it's better than yeah. i yes it was better than it hit spread and it was mm. better than there were many things it was better than
1: man um well i mean whoa. and also like what if you would have just decided to have that mastectomy on that on the right breast or, right yeah and then there oh. was nothing in there and oh, oh. boy
3: so yeah it, everything the, happens for a reason there's right, no Violet? there's no way to know i think i mean i think you just have to be confident that whatever choice you're making is the very best one that you can make with the information that that mm -hmm. you have at that moment. Mm -hmm. I belong to this book club. And at at one point, they didn't know all the details of my story. And I had told them very generally about having breast cancer in one breast and then having breast cancer in the other breast. And they were like, why didn't you just Mm -hmm. take both your breasts off?
0: Because they've never been in that situation mm-hmm. before. Yeah. That's
1: why. Yeah, it's easy it, for you to say. Well, I mean, either, like just our question. Yeah. But yeah, it's a question that.
3: It, it is a it, it is a question a lot of that comes up, and at the same time, if you if it happens, I don't know. It's like slowly over time. Yeah. I knew that after I'd had the mastectomy that unless I absolutely had to, I was never doing that again. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was too traumatic and difficult, and it took too long for me to be okay emotionally and physically. To do that again but then the question was do i do chemo or don't die cancer's gone there's no mm-hmm. cancer in my breast but it's her 2 so there were it was a split mm. half of the doctors said you absolutely must have chemo wow. what if it's microscopic what if it's some other place and then there was the other side that said you don't have any cancer mm-hmm. It's one thing if you're killing cancer and chemo is so debilitating and mm-hmm. difficult, that would be a choice that you would make if you had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I talked to doctors at UCLA and I talked to doctors mm. at Cedars-Sinai. And I, I mean, wow. everybody had a specialist that they, you know, and it basically was 50-50. Wow. Wow. Some That's, of the doctors said like, yes. Tell me what to do. And some of the doctors said no. And my wow. oncologist said, I think you shouldn't. That's
2: such uh, a tough call,
3: and I thought about it for a while, but I just felt like I'm so sensitive, emotionally, physically, in all these ways, that it didn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, it was and if you had it, already been through so. Long. I know. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have done that as a choice. Yeah, and basically, right. that's what they were saying they were was it would be your choice to mm-hmm. do. And I thought, well, okay, well, if I had to, I would do it. Prophylactic having it didn't yeah. it didn't yeah. make sense to me it was me. the that same thing with my option extreme. with the
1: chemo the doctor was like yeah. you could do another round of chemo but you don't have to and I was oh, like oh if I don't have right. to <laughs> see ya. I am fine <laughs> a-okay I'm out immediately I was just like nope <laughs> nope, nope, nope
3: nope nope don't need to I think know. about it don't need to sleep on it yeah well, you made a rational choice I I I don't know if it was rational i just it it didn't make sense to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just the same way as not having removed my right breast when there was no cancer in it it didn't make sense to have chemo when there wasn't any cancer to be killing at that point i had belonged to a survivor group for a long time and most of the people who had chemo were older than me but they also had not like side effects but like permanent Mm-hmm. issues yeah. because, yeah. Of, because it, of the chemo you know yeah. uh neuropathy and uh
1: and was well, the one I'm sorry the if I would have done another round, it would have uh, Heart, heart, heart failure. failure.
0: Heart failure. Heart failure. Chance, yeah.
3: Oh. Yeah. So we killed we cured your cancer and we killed you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's really great. Yeah. Um well these these people were like there was so much they called it chemo brain and mm-hmm. they and they couldn't remember Fuzzy. stuff. And a lot of time most of them didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I am in no position to Nobody's taking care of me. I take care of myself. If I can't work, it's no good. yeah, yeah. so I'm sorry um, to
1: interrupt you, um just for to clarification neuropathy. That's when you lose sensation.
3: In in, in your, extremities, okay. so and I and I think for them it was f- it was feet, okay. which made it very uncomfortable to walk. I bet. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's a common. Uh, yeah, di- would- diabetes is one of the things where that's you know the blood doesn't circulate mm-hmm. all the way there anymore, and mm-hmm. so you just start to not. It feels like it's it's falling asleep. They always ask
1: me, "You're losing sensation mm-hmm. in your fingers and your toes." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Well, and that's and that's great. Or, and also like um sensation to, uh, temperature. Like you can put your hand in like scalding water oh, or geez. cold water and not yeah. feel it. Yeah, like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Neuro- so, neuropathy
3: is mm-hmm. a, that's a, anyway, th- I was scared of that. Yeah. I just thought if I don't have to do this, I, you know, it's poison. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have to take poison, then I'm not going to take poison. Mm. So makes I didn't. Sense to me. And they sent me back to radiation. So okay. I had six oh. weeks of radiation. And then they put me on this medicine called Arimidex. It's basically takes all the estrogen out of your adrenal
1: glands. I'm and just trying to think because I know that once the tamoxifen stops working, there's another oh, if drug. That if that that that's the drug that I would need, but it only works in women who are postmenopausal. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, that's a Okay, and there's another okay. name uh, for the same drug mm-hmm. from a different drug company. Okay. The one that they picked for it me brands? was like a, a yeah, generic. Generic, yeah, yeah. Anastrozol? Anastrozol. Yeah, that's what it is. Anastrozol, That's that's, oh, that's a generic. That's yeah. just like the. Yeah. They gave me that at about seven months of taking it. I started to get tremendous bone pain. Oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I could I couldn't sleep. It it just felt wow. like I was you know a million years old they were aching i was aching everywhere mm-hmm. and after a couple of weeks i developed hives and the hives lasted for six weeks and i just finally i went to the oncologist and i said i'm i'm done I'm not taking this anymore mm. oh my God. That's, are those common side effects for the medication or? from what i've read in breastcancer.org mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. well some people can tolerate it mm-hmm. Um, it's a very strong drug. My oncologist did not believe me. He said, mm. "If you <laughs> there's just more <been> <laughs> now. <laughs> Why? He oh said, if you were going to have a reaction to it, you would have had a reaction to it right away." But from what I've read in breastcancer.org, that's completely not true. Oh, yeah, like, and that it's, it's cumulative. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. building and, all, up in your body. and all of yeah. these things are cumulative. And you anyway. who are these men it's mm-hmm. telling women how they should Didn't feel. believe you left and right. Warm. He said that the people on the Internet, that it's purposeful to put that misinformation out there oh. so that people will be afraid and will. I don't, I don't know, do this, other stuff. This form <laughs> well, of the, patients is lying. This yeah. th- And these women, they'd been through a lot too. Yeah. And it was like, they would list all the, all the surgeries and all the treatments and mm-hmm. all these things like below where you would post and like uh, as their
1: signature. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: And then that way, they didn't. Ha- nobody had to ask, and "What can, did you yeah. do? Mm-hmm. And when was it's it? And like, how? You know, what stage or whatever?" Mm-hmm. You would just. It, w- it was signature. there. Mm-hmm. This is like a
0: forum you're reading, right? yeah. Of yeah.
3: And it was very common hmm. to make it about a year, and then not be able to tolerate the drug anymore. Oh. I went off the drug, and I kind of changed everything else. I stopped eating gluten, but Mm. my dad had celiac. Oh my gosh. So there was the possibility of me having a gluten sensitivity and, uh, that seemed like a smart move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not? But the other thing that I did was change all of my soaps and mm-hmm. my lotions and what I wash my clothes in mm-hmm. and mean everything was just there was just so much chemicals in everything and I there's so much that you can't control in your life just yes. in general mm-hmm. like my sweet tooth very difficult um, I hear yeah, <laughs> it's it's harder mm-hmm. to stop eating sugar but it wasn't so hard to start using a different soap when well, yeah. I thought if I'm not going to be taking medicine to make this less likely, then I'm going to have to have a certain type of lifestyle. I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do. If I can't take a drug, then I'm going to have to do something. Oh, I also, I lost almost 30 pounds. Oh, oh my god! And so that was another thing. I, I have tried to lose more and I just really can't. So I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the place <laughs> where I'm doing everything yeah. that I possibly can. And I just have to you know, be grateful that I'm alive and that everything that's happened is in the past. I just passed my first five years without a wow. new diagnosis. Wow. And I have to say that, feels thank good. You, <laughs> that I'm more proud and happy about that than just about anything. I mean, it's, I didn't know that I would ever make it five years. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: Because the diagnosis is just so it's just so intense and mm-hmm. so crazy when you hear somebody tell you and especially to have it be three times, you know, wow. where just when you're yeah. thinking, Okay, you're no, like I got through this. I'm swimming backstroke yeah. and then suddenly you're uh oh, yeah. back on the back on the track. Yeah.
2: That's and like everything was prefaced with like, This is so rare. Yeah. Like her too is so rare. Getting it in both breasts is so rare, you mm-hmm. know, and it and like yeah.
3: So, Jeez. I mean, yeah. Is that like a lottery winner? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like I live...
1: But it was the same with Danielle. Like, I live boy. in constant terror of the day that this drug has stopped working or that oh, it's growing again. And in my mind, I'm like, I know that day is going to come. And I'm just like, I, it's like, I know I'm being very negative in thinking that.
3: How can you avoid it? Yeah. It's, it's impo- I think it's impossible not to think that but way. But I think it is, it is something... I'm just like sure of it. Like I just
1: like, I know it's going to happen.
3: Yeah. And to prepare
1: yourself for that. I mean, it it might not. Hopefully. I don't know. I just feel like I just don't know.
2: I I don't know if that's like, I think about it too, you know, as your friend. And I just, you know, in my gut feel like, okay, we have a while. Yeah. Until that day comes. We have years. And by that time, there's gonna be something else. Always Progressing. Is, yeah. I don't um, know. Like every incredible. now and then,
1: I'll get like a pain in my breast, yeah. and I'm like, it's back. Yeah. And I'm right. just like, Danielle, don't think like this. Everything's mm-hmm. good. You're like, you're going to the doctor. You're doing what you need to mm-hmm. do. But I'm just like, I don't know. It's like, it's all. You know, I try to be as positive as I can be, but I feel like I find myself going to dark places. Of course, it's hard not to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Of course. And this I'm, is. I think it's okay. Yeah, like you can't avoid it. And And it's like I can can only imagine that like it's like when you think you have a bug on you or you think you saw a bug and all of a sudden it's like they're all over you all the time. (laughs) You're itchy everywhere. And like you went through an an incredible experience. So, of course, it's going to be traumatic. It's going to be bugs on you. Yeah, there's going to be bugs. But then phantom
0: bugs. Well, you've started therapy and also just the support group of that survival and cancer patient. Which group I haven't therapy been to.
1: that you will go to. Yes, <laughs> again, um, I went once and it was great. Um, I'm interested. I wanted you to give me that information of where you yeah. went. Oh okay. yeah, you and I wanted to, I, to ask be happy you. Too. Yeah. yeah, during during all of this,
0: because right. also that's just another chapter. If the estrogen blockers stop working with you, it's just like okay,
1: what's next?
0: Yeah. Just like you having that the cancer in your right breast, then after everything you'd been through, you're just like, (laughs) okay, what's next? I guess I'll deal with this now. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you had said before, you're like, well, okay, now my life is going this way. You're just, you know, you just adjust. You just adjust. You guys are so strong because Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah.
3: You hope that, You'll at least be on your own side that you did the thing that was the best that you could do. Mm-hmm. you know, not regretting something that you didn't do or that you did that mm-hmm. you, you know because that's I think that would be really painful. Yeah, to be sorry about something.
2: No regrets. Hashtag nope, no regrets, no regrets, <laughs> no regrets, <laughs> knowing your both your stories. I support the decisions you made, not that like anyone's looking for my v- approval. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, I just meant that like you both made the best decisions for who each of you are, mm-hmm. and that's all you mm-hmm. can do. And yes, I agree, yeah, I and, hear
0: and thank you, praise, yeah, and taking into consideration what where you are in your life, just like you were saying how some of these women were older and retired and didn't support themselves necessarily and you taking that into consideration and being like i can't i can't do that you know <laughs> and choosing your path that way everyone's different everyone yeah. is different knowing that i don't know where i'm going <laughs> Yeah, where am I? To- yeah, we're just, we're just processing, to processing it all. Amazing
1: yeah. story that you just shared
0: it's,
2: with us. And trying yeah. and, try and thinking of what the right word is to articulate like oh, to like validate and like and like respect and like I think you're, you're think an incredible like the person. Odyssey
1: and you had all these trials you know? and I just wow. And
2: then people question it's like
0: how dare they question you, but it's also I guess that their form of wanting the best for you and right and wanting to yeah. take care of me where Even they're the like why didn't you do
3: a double <laughs> mastectomy right, I and would you're have. like yes
2: okay yeah that's, that's like that's people my choice, when they come to me
1: and they're just like stage four how did you let it get so far
2: that's what? a horrible thing to say that someone? Someone, that someone to say. Has, yeah
1: like what what and i'm just like well it it right, it doesn't exactly. go one two three four <laughs> Sometimes it kind
2: of just blows up sometimes. and does. yeah, especially, uh, especially in younger women. Mm-hmm. That is, it grows, because you're younger, it grows... You have more like estrogen. Faster. Yep. Yeah. Like, incredibly fast. I was reading it on breastcancer.org. I was. Good. <laughs> it's a great site. Yeah. <laughs> it really
3: is. yeah,
1: I was probably on there, too. Is that, like, the, the forum where people post on it as well? Yeah, yeah. And, there,
3: and there's every... Uh, there's there's a community for every different specific mm-hmm. type of. Mm.
1: There's so many different every points.
3: diagnosis, yeah. every the things that you're dealing with before, during, after,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know. Uh, All these questions that doctors right.
0: may or may not answer, well, right, or or, the, or that they tell you
3: that you're you know you're being silly and it's not true or whatever. Mm. I mean, it's so nice to have somebody somewhere to look Mm -hmm. when you're concerned about things you know or someone to talk to
2: this is kind of not an easy answer like the relationship you have with your own body you know
3: how do you feel do you resent your boobs or i don't know i don't have any anger to i don't feel like my body was out to kill me Mm -hmm. you know um i think that i definitely think that i had too much estrogen i guess like all my life Mm -hmm. and that that was part of the period difficulties and all of those things i think they all kind of go together and so it isn't surprising to me with my history in my life that an estrogen-related cancer would be something that i would have Mm but it it makes sense to me i didn't like it yeah (laughs) but but it but i don't feel like it's separate from me or that it's something Mm -hmm. that's you know i don't feel like i'm poisoned inside it's just kind of this is how my body is and i I'm taking care of it the best that I oh, yeah. know how. I mean, it was pretty intense when I first heard. I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know how to tell my parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell my brother. Mm-hmm. And I called a friend of mine um, whose mother had had breast cancer, and I said, "What do I? What do I say? What do I do?" And he said, "If you're okay, they'll be okay." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was so true, like. Mm-hmm if I had information for them about anything it, it kind of grounded them mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. people that I, and I the reason that I think the way you guys are doing is so great is that the people who are around you and love you don't know w- what you're going through exactly mm-hmm. and sometimes their imagination is worse mm-hmm. I think than Definitely. even what's happening yeah and it's so important for them to be able to express their feelings too and because it's happening to them also yeah you know it is yeah. it is always happening to your family and your and your the people that love you and you know uh but the fact that you've got a community i think is really really remarkable and wonderful yeah because you had you had your mother come out when you did my mother lives in new york Mm -hmm. though my brother lives close to me so Mm -hmm. i always had him and his and his family but the the cancer community really was what helped me a lot Wow, you know just to be able to have there be people where we could talk about you know certain yucky things that a person who hadn't experienced it would just kind of be like okay that's way too much information i don't oh, i'm an
1: oversharer. i don't and a want complainer
3: to, i don't want to know that um i do want to know i'm here to
2: listen yeah. and hear you that's nice and share me all of it
3: did you yeah. did you ever see a therapist oh i've it? been seeing a therapist all along <gasps> good uh, nice. oh yeah i i uh, i'm severely depression prone mm-hmm. and uh, it was a childhood i mean it's been there all along and mm-hmm. yeah um When, when I came to live in LA, that was like the first thing that I did was get a therapist therapist. Mm -hmm. and I have a really good therapist. Amazing. And, um, so now we're, you know, uh, it's almost 18 years I've been seeing him. It's legal. (laughs) Your relationship with (laughs) (laughs) you. We talk about somehow how beautiful we must've been when we started, you know, because time just goes by. You don't really notice. Amazing. And, uh, but yeah, oh, and I'm on medication mm-hmm. also. I take antidepressant medication and I have uh all the time that I've been in LA mm-hmm. and I think that really helped to mm-hmm. yeah. being able That's to good. see mm-hmm. the positive. Yeah. You know, or just being able to I guess go okay, like you said, you know, just okay, this is what's happening now. And Try to figure out how to not not drowning in it. Right. And and not when I was diagnosed with the recurrence. Mm -hmm. And I just remember hearing the message and getting into the bed and pulling the covers over my head and just being like, oh, shit, you know, here we go again. I wasn't very emotional during the treatment process, Mm -hmm. because I just wasn't. I had stuff to do. I had a place to go every day to radiation, and I was working, and my breasts hurt, and they were swollen, and they were red. And time to be sad. I had shit to deal with and do, (laughs) and I wasn't sad. I was, Mm -hmm. I was, going in the path, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, and then it wasn't until really after where I was like, "Wow, this is Mm -hmm. really intense," Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I really feel sad, and you know, but
0: yeah. Danielle had expressed that after chemo, because you, you were, it was more so like you're focusing on. Well, she was progressed; she's stage four, and just focusing on this problem, and you're like trying to solve this mm-hmm. problem that's in front of your face right, right now. Right. And then once she solved that problem, in a sense, as much as they could, yeah, you know, um, then you really started thinking about. Getting your life back together,
2: life after chemo, yeah, and that whole
1: or living with
0: cancer, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, living with living with cancer, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I do
3: feel like I'm in remission, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel like when people say your uh, your cancer went away or you don't have it, I, I don't trust really that my body isn't, isn't creating it or that it won't in response to, you know, I don't know what the things are that make mm. cancer mm-hmm. or I don't want make cancer in one person's body versus another person's body. Um, but I do know that stress. Oh. Yeah. When
1: you're stressed, you release hormones that right. could possibly feed cancer. Uh,
3: so I don't look at, I, th- I think when you were saying about being negative, I don't necessarily think that it's negative. I think it's to yeah. some degree, realistic, mm-hmm. and, and that it's, oh, you don't want to spend a lot of time in there yeah, going, well, oh, yeah. no, this is going to happen. But I don't think it's necessarily negative to be looking at the fact that you have certain choices and there's things that you can control Mm -hmm. and you won't be able to control them because nobody can. And there's, it's a possibility that anybody (whistles) can get sick at any time. It isn't, you know, uh, I was really um, angry when I went to the cancer support group because I thought because we were all there that nobody would get sick. Mm. Somehow the fact that we were, you know, sharing Mm. and loving each other and and then somebody their cancer came back. Mm. And it was like, what? Wait a second. We're not, that's not what we're doing. I had this like magical thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, that if we were all in it together, then this is what, you know, it is very possible that my cancer may come back and it may come back in a different form, in a different Mm -hmm. place, in a different stage. I don't think it's necessarily negative to think that that's possible you know if you never had the diagnosis then maybe you could say Mm -hmm. well it's unlikely Um, right even if you see one out of eight people or you know whatever Mm -hmm. have this disease Mm -hmm. but um once it's happened to you I I think you kind of you're you're in a different category Mm -hmm. yeah you're right
0: thanks yeah yeah
3: because it's validating my crazy yeah it's more so being aware of it because
0: what if you were like okay I'm good no (laughs) I'm good and then you wouldn't follow up you wouldn't go to meetings or you wouldn't see your doctor as much you know it's just being aware
3: yeah and what if those Mm -hmm. things uh were the things that were helping
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you know and and uh i knew this woman who um had uh uterine cancer and she was in denial completely
1: oh boy
0: i mean
3: she just she had she was vegan she took really good care of herself she was in great shape oops She had uterine cancer and um, she just pretended that it wasn't happening. And when I first met her, I was like, that is crazy. I really thought that she was out to lunch. Did she choose not to
1: have like treatment? Mm -hmm.
3: No, it wasn't that she didn't choose to have treatment. She just was like, it wasn't a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. and she wasn't talking about what was happening. And like, so you couldn't say, so, you know, where are you in this? process and she would kind of look at you like you were nuts and and so that uh at first I was like that I was like I don't understand how you could not I mean how do you cope yeah how how would you cope Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're pretending or whatever but I have to say that I've used that technique since then in certain situations where I've just told myself this isn't happening Mm -hmm. and it's helped yeah. I mean not that it not that the whole picture isn't happening, but just that right now I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's what I need to hear. And it I guess that's how I think of as my religion in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever I need at any given moment and whatever I believe that makes me feel good right then, mm-hmm. then that's what I believe. And it, sometimes pretending that it's not happening yeah. actually feels better. And I relax and my body's yeah. like, Oh, okay. It's not happening. Um, I, I've found that to be somewhat useful at times, mm-hmm. you know, and I, she gave me that, you know, uh, I thought it was crazy to begin with, but mm-hmm. I, but I kind of, it's a tool now. It's a tool. Yeah. 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 That's yeah.
2: awesome. And that is a, that's a tool across the board. Yeah. You know, if any of us are going, cause you need a break.
3: Well, and it's just also like when you think about dying, like just in general, and it makes you afraid and you're Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know how, how am I going to deal with that? Or what's it going to feel like? And then I think to myself, oh, well, that's not going to happen. And the thing is that it, of course, it's going to happen. But does it make a difference whether Mm -hmm. or not I'm Embracing the thought of it or having to like process it, yeah. can I just be like, Yeah, well, it's gonna happen, so why think about it? Let's yeah. talk about, you know, let's think about something else. So, enjoy, I, the, enjoy I, the present, yeah. I mean, and mm-hmm. not we're not gonna suss it out, we won't figure it out, mm-hmm. so there's no real reason to be stuck in it yeah. or, yeah, making yourself mental over things that you have no control over. I'm like,
0: that's really good <laughs> advice for ad- anyone it is <laughs> with life yeah because <laughs> life Agreed. sometimes sucks
3: yeah sometimes mm-hmm.
1: it does well this um. sucks <laughs> well this
0: sucks. Yeah. yeah see what i did Yeah, no, nice um know. what what else would you advice that you could give to maybe a recently diagnosed
3: the most important thing is that it's nobody else's body but yours nobody else can make the decision for you and they and even though somebody might say hey you can do another round of chemo Mm -hmm. you know that's and maybe that's what they would do and maybe that's not what they would do but it's your body and you get to decide what happens with it Mm -hmm. Um, another friend of mine was very recently diagnosed with her2 positive breast Mm. cancer she's over 70 Not that that matters, but I figure I was 42 when I was diagnosed and that seemed pretty young to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 70 kind of seems like not super young, Mm. I guess.
1: It's more likely to happen. It's more
3: likely. And also she has a family history. Her Mm -hmm. sister had it, her mother had it. And so like I didn't have any, there was no history in my family. Anyway, she had said to me, I have really bad news. You know, I have her 2 positive breast cancer. And I was like, Oh, and we had a brief conversation about it. And then she said to me, and I think I have to do chemo. And I just looked at Uh, her and I said, you know, you don't have to. mm -hmm. And she kind of looked at me like I was completely insane. And I, I just said, it's your, it's your body. I mean, not to say that, that if you don't need to, that you should, but you don't have to do anything. Nobody can make you do anything Mm -hmm. that you don't want to do and uh yeah so you know somebody told me my breast looked better with a tissue expander in it than my breast looked to begin with well that wasn't very nice but it also had nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. that was his fucking bullshit and yeah. you know and it whatever was. whatever stuff was going on in his head and oh, boy. and so there's so many things that are like that when my when the one of the women in my book club confronted me and said what do you mean you didn't have both of your breasts removed how could you not have mm-hmm. I was like well because if nice. I had an my arm if I had cancer in my arm would I have taken my other arm off yeah. it doesn't is it a, is it a pair or yes. is it just that I happen to have two? Mm-hmm. do they have to be, is it the same? Mm-hmm. I just, to me, it didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wouldn't, I don't need to, and I guess maybe if I thought that I was, you know, the only way that I would be sexually desirable would be if I had a pair that mm-hmm. looked exactly the same, then, you know, maybe, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It didn't occur to me. Yeah, you know, it was like too bad. However, you, I come as I are. Yeah, and no. if you don't like it, that's cool too. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> um, still getting some wise words from
2: you. I know. Um, I'm like, if you thank you. Yes, you
0: <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> so letting it just letting it like,
2: settle. Like right, the word. Yeah. Thank you for all of this empowerment. Yes. It is really what it is. It's very so, moving. Yes. So great
1: listening to you talk. I just am still floored by your whole journey. It's impressive and like I said before, I definitely admire you and you are a fighter. I def- I look up to you. Like that's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's Thank incredible. You. I feel like I have more hope for my future. And I, I definitely under I understand you saying like you're the one that's gonna make the ultimate choice. Mm-hmm. You're Dr is going to recommend what to do, but ultimately it is up to you. And then sometimes it's scary being like, if you hear someone saying you need to do this or you're going to die. Those are tough words to hear.
3: Totally. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: but at any time it's elective, you're going to take the easier road. I feel like maybe, I don't know. That's just, no. My- they
3: were, there were people who said, I can't believe, actually I have a new oncologist because I decided to move all my doctors over to where I live. But my new oncologist was very surprised that I hadn't had chemo with the AGR2. And Mm -hmm. he just said, you know, he said, looking at you, I know that you made the right decision. But if you came to me with that information, I would have recommended that you Mm -hmm. do the chemo. And so I felt pretty, I was like, yeah, I'm glad that I didn't know you. Then, <laughs> You know, he said, no, you're, you're doing exactly what you should be doing and mm-hmm. you should keep doing it. Nice. It's clearly working and wow. you seem to feel good. And it must have felt nice to hear.
1: It,
3: it, it did. And, I and also there was a part of me that was like, well, did I make the right decision? Right. Well, I was feel that, right. As a, There's
1: questioning know? like that, but I think that it was probably like in your gut, it's what felt right. And it's what your body yes. needed to do, or what your body didn't want to. Like, I don't, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. I'm not very eloquent right now, but <laughs> you're listening
2: to your, to your brain
1: body. might not. Yeah, your brain might not have known, but like your yeah, your body was just like this is the direction that we're going in.
3: Your instincts. You're yeah, using your mm-hmm. instincts. You yeah, and tr- and trusting them, I think is. I think that you. Uh, so the thing about your inner voice is that you the more you listen to it, the louder it gets, you know, the more you can hear it. And Mm. I think uh, that's been sort of something that's, I don't know, kept me company, I guess, on my journey Mm. is that I'm going to do the thing that I need to do to be as okay as I can be. And regardless of what other people think about it or their recommendations or, and people do what you were saying before about how people are always having advice mm-hmm. or they come and they tell you their story. I mean, oh my God, I have heard so many. The fact is that every cancer is different and yes. every person is different. Mm-hmm. And my experience, I mean, I might be able to tell you some stuff about what happened with me, but it doesn't. It's
1: not going to necessarily yeah, apply to you. No. And, yeah. and, and, you and know, my choices aren't your choices and your choices
0: aren't and my And the way
3: that you live and what matters to you, those are the things that are important. Mm-hmm.
0: What was the most, apart from your mom being there, your brother driving you, what's the most helpful for you in that situation?
3: Well, I had a really good friend that I've known since I was seven and she lives in Boston and she was devastated when I was diagnosed and she just was like, I don't know what to do. And she said, what can I do that will make you feel good, um, cared about? And loved and I said it would be really great it was all it was during radiation the first time and I said it would be really great if you would call me once a week mm. and just check in mm. you know I, m- I might be too tired to talk to you or whatever Um, and she did and and my mother called every day and sometimes she would just leave a message I'd be too tired I was just like oh my god I don't want to talk I don't want to say how I feel I feel mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like this or that whatever and she would just say just thinking about you yeah you know it, simple I, I think that without you know i had one a friend who like came and washed my tub which was really weird yeah. to me because i didn't wash my tub ever and so it was weird to have somebody be like oh well i'll take care of you in this way yeah. she was taking care of me in a way that mattered to her yeah, yeah, yeah and that's and that's mostly what people do but to be really supportive of someone is to take care of them in the way that they feel comforted if you can check in and i know that you're thinking about me mm-hmm. and that if i'm too tired to talk or i don't feel like it i don't have to take care of you mm-hmm. in that process yeah. then i'm gonna be that's gonna make me feel better and it it always has i could complain if i needed to mm-hmm. if i could say this really fucking sucks and mm-hmm. my breast hurts and it's burnt and mm-hmm. you know whatever the the thing that was going on at the moment where i was Whatever I was facing, that was hard. Um, I could complain about it, although it it was it was just nice to have people there that I knew cared about me. Yeah, you yeah know? absolutely. And, and that... I think that makes. I mean, it does it just makes a huge difference. Yeah,
0: that they were there when and if you needed them.
3: Yeah, and that they were. Yeah, that they were that they were willing to do it the way that I needed mm-hmm. them to do it. Mm-hmm. That they asked me mm-hmm. what would be. I mean, for her to say to me, what would be the best way for me to support you? Smart lady. You know, that's, I mean, I don't know how much more supportive you could be than for somebody to actually ask you, what do you need? What's going to support you? What Mm -hmm. do you need? And then I could, I mean. Yeah. I guess people maybe are scared to ask that. I I think so. And they just 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 do what what they think is going to. Right. Here, I'll bring you. You probably are hungry. I'll bring you food. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and everybody, those things are, of course, lovely mm-hmm. gestures and it was very nice that that lady washed my tub <laughs> yeah. I mean it wasn't the worst thing that ever <laughs> happened to me yeah but it made me feel weird yeah because yeah. I, I didn't, was like huh. I was like okay so I didn't ask for this but, yeah mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this and and am I supposed to be like really grateful do what do I do I need to do something in response I just right, it made me uncomfortable hmm. yeah. and and I think that uh the phone call was something that I could wrap my mind around it it was easy enough Mm -hmm. if I could talk I could talk if I couldn't Mm -hmm. I knew that they were there and they were caring about me mm -hmm, and and knowing that somebody because sometimes your imagination is not very good in those moments it's hard to remember that people love you Mm -hmm. you know and that yeah and that there's going to be maybe a, a time after this you know it just is so intense um that when somebody asks you, how can I, how can I support you? And then they're able to do the thing that Mm -hmm. they say. I mean, I I think there's probably nothing better than that.
0: Yeah. And you were in control of that. So if you were too tired, you didn't have to answer. They understood. They left a message just to be like, hey, thinking about you. Whereas I know when I'm like sick, I had the flu Mm -hmm. in December, I like People, you know, my sweet baby angels were like, do you need soup? What do you need? I can come over. And I'm like, do not come over. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see anyone. They're not like, I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want to talk like I'm too exhausted and I can only imagine how you feel uh, physically, emotionally, mentally going through all of that. And to be able to choose when you see someone or to what extent they're that they are giving you something. Where like,
1: maybe you don't want someone in your house cleaning or like, Uh, I remember when
3: (laughs) when I was
1: diagnosed, so many people were like, we're going to come out and visit you. And I'm like, I don't want you to come and visit me. yeah But it was, it was hard to say that. Right. Mm. Like, I don't, you, I don't want you to see me like this. Like, let's visit with each other when I'm healthy and Mm. better. Um, Okay. And I remember when Tana had her wisdom teeth taken out. I was like, "I'm not going to take care of you, but I'm bringing you this TV so you can watch TV." <laughs>
3: well, that's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty much perfect. Before I, I know. Got I know. Out. I was
1: just like, I'm thinking. I'm like, that's what would comfort me. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had another friend bring me THC and CBD uh, iced teas. Like one was Mm. THC, one CBD Hmm. with my wisdom teeth that was taken out. And Uh he just left it on my doorstep. And I was like, this is the best thing because I'm all (laughs) chubby cheeked (laughs) and like drugged up. And um, I didn't like taking at that point. I was like, I'm overtaking these pain pills. It doesn't feel right. You know, you feel in a haze. So I start sipping the CBD, a little THC when I needed it or needed to sleep.
3: Yeah, that's that's a nice gift. Mm -hmm. For sure. A
2: little surprise on your doorstep. Yeah. Well, very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could talk forever. I'm fortunate yeah. We have to wrap things up. You've imparted so all good. your wisdom. So my much goodness. wisdom. I'm
3: so happy to have been able to be invited here, to oh be able to talk
2: to you guys. We're and, so I mean, fortunate. I've been initiated into, into the you.
3: Swell
1: Gal Club. <laughs> yes, oh you God. are a swell gal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the honor yeah.
2: is, the privilege yeah. is ours. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, thank honestly, you so much
1: for opening up and sharing yes. your journey that I mean, it's not easy to share things like that. I know, yeah. um, and like, and, and how you said, like, I can, I can continue, and you know, not everybody wants to hear it, but uh, people should hear it. Yeah, like absolutely. people should know, like you're a fighter and a survivor, and this is it's i'm i'm sure this has molded you and changed you in ways too and it's amazing Mm -hmm. and i just i couldn't so many thanks i can keep saying thank you forever Mm -hmm,
2: you're our hero you're a hero (laughs) for real thank you you. so much Uh, thank you so much thank you hold your friend's hands touch your boobs touch your
1: boobs (laughs) yeah such a man (laughs) Bye. Bye. bye Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills and creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, and a great many thanks to my you-caring supporters and donors, Keith Mazina, John Rush, Todd Eastabrook, Joe Gobin. You can follow my blog at wellthisucks.me, follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast, Facebook at WTS The Podcast, And if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, thanks. Love you.